<sighs> well, another game, another defeat. It's not getting any more cheerful, is it, at the minute, mate? No. No, it's not. No. Well, you know, it's these things are sent to try us and all that, but you know the trying, I think that we're failing it at the moment. Uh, this is episode 155 of Mike White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. Uh, to give it its alternate Simpsons quote title, as we've been doing lately. Come on, Ailing. Play right back the way you used to. No. It's that horrible Jesse Marsh, isn't it? You leave Jesse Marsh out of this! <laughs> Ailing! Ailing! <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Arsenal 2, Leeds 1. Uh, as 45 minutes goes for Leeds United, this was pretty fucking horrible. Uh we conceded two really shit goals, got a man sent off for one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a player do on a football pitch, and the under-23s got relegated. It was a pretty bad 45 minutes. Dust hands thoroughly. Yeah. Um, I would say, in the grand scheme of things, that a 2-1 defeat was quite good. Yeah, I can't find the positive. <laughs> it was quite on. flattering, was a 2-1 yeah. defeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the first game we've watched together for... For a little while, yeah. I'll certainly not at the pub anyway. Yeah, um, well, well, I mean, I came up to yours to watch it because, and yes, yeah, superstitions are stupid and make no difference. But we have a really good record when I watch games up at yours. Yeah, not anymore. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it was summed up entirely when Diego Llorente scored, and my reaction was to just start laughing. Yeah. Uh, we should try and be roughly chronological, and that means I it's do all have a fell con- to pieces pretty much from the off. Yeah, I mean, you know, even before that, I have a complaint. Even before that happened, right? We've uh, we've gone back to four two three one. Fair enough. Dan James playing as number ten. Um, just if we only include people that started the game. Click, Rafinha, Harrison and Gelhart are all more suited to play in number 10. And you could probably argue Calvin Phillips if you if you wanted to. Like, just, yeah, Rafinha and Harrison aren't 10s either, but they are much more technical than Dan James. Just, you know, Rafinha shouldn't be playing 10, but of those options, yeah, play him there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before that even got a chance to be an issue... Uh, Ailing back pass, which it's not a great back pass, but that's not what the problem was. Uh, Melier, shit touch, tackled by Enketia, 1 0. Three and a half minutes. Is that is that what it actually was? Three I and think, a half? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It was one of them where after the initial shout at the screen, you know, with various expletives. Um, pretty quickly it turned into laughter because you were just like, really, this is what we're going to do. You know, nothing stupid early. You've got to set yourself up. You've really got to get yourself into the game, make sure that you don't give away anything soft. And then four minutes, bang. Sorry, five. Oh, yeah, five minutes. We held out longer than I remembered. Yeah, I... um. 
I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And obviously, that happens all the time in football. You're probably going to have one of them a season. But could it, if it had happened in November, like you'd have been like, oh, well, even if could it cost us. It, could it not have been in there when we lost 7 0 to Man City? Yeah, do it. You know, like Hugo Lloris making a massive bollocks of it in a World Cup final, but the 1 4 2 anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you barely even remember that it happened. It's like, I was, it, as soon as that happened, as sad as it is, and as wrong as it is, you just knew that there was no followers. Yeah. And the problem is that I think the players on the pitch thought that too. We're fans, we're allowed to think like that. They shouldn't, but I think they did. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it was an interesting one because Rodrigo dropped out, Gelhart came in and, I think I text you going, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I uh, it, I wasn't massively shocked at Gelhart getting a game. I was shocked that he dropped Rodrigo to do it. Yeah, I mean, he's had two very quiet games, is, is the nicest way to put it, I imagine. Um, Gelhart comes in, Dan James at 10. It's all new, it's all exciting. And it's all falling apart within the first few minutes. Yeah. It's um, like, why even bother? Even yeah, without our excellent record in London. Yeah. Well, this season, it really hasn't been bad. It's not just the, like, mistake early on. We barely had a kick. I was going to mm. say in, like, the first 20 minutes. But let's be honest, we barely had a kick. End of sentence. <laughs> for this game. Um, but, like, you've given away such a stupid crap goal... But it's just a, a mistake that you... Sh- one of them that you say you should never make, even though we know that every keeper's going to do that a couple of times during mm. over X amount of time. All right. You're still in the game. And then what was... Maybe six minutes later, Martinelli gets the ball on the left. It goes past Rafinha and Ailing, And I don't think you could call what either one of them did a challenge. No. And... Coupled with that, I think it's Nketiah just drifts past Calvin Phillips on his way into the box. Yeah, I've got, I've got does... here, I've got here that um, Phillips not tracking and Urente seems to be totally out of position as well. Yeah, <laughs> so he just seems to be about three yards away from both of them. Just easy tap in, really, for him. This one he celebrated. The other one he was. Yeah. Almost too embarrassed. Yeah. Here, uh, I don't he think that he didn't even pick up the phone for the first one. No, well, um, it wasn't really a phone call situation. It was more of a delivery, wasn't it? <laughs> As in, we just gave him a present. Um, yeah, and at two nil, it is basically game over. You would think straight away, and I suppose. If you if it's game over and you just can't be asked, maybe you just give up your season. Um, what was it? I mean, he might have been offside, which I've seen loads of people argue makes it not a red card. That's not the rules. Even if he was offside, it's still a red card. It's and I think still Urente, assault. Yeah, I think Juventus would might have been playing him on in the middle anyway, actually. But yeah, ball over the top. Martinelli runs in behind, just keeps it in in the corner. He's trapped in the corner. Just go in and make a normal tackle. 
you're probably going to give away. A, you, you might give away a set piece. You might get lucky and play it back off him. But he can't really go anywhere when there's nobody up in support. And Luke Ayling just goes in, two-footed, studs up. Every single thing, if you were describing a red card tackle, other than it being, like, really high, that was the only thing he didn't do. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the most unprofessional things I've ever seen a Leeds player do. In the situation we're in, to it's do that. It's one of the most unprofessional things I've seen a Leeds player do. Things I've heard Leeds players doing is on another level. Look, there's um, there's literal legal things that mean we can't talk about some of those. Could could I get away with just saying people's names and not linking no. it to anything? No, uh, no. So for starting saying like Joe and then no, no, you can't you can't talk about whereabouts on a road it might have been. <laughs> you can't you can't talk about any of that. Okay. Um, I mean, in the words of Mr. Garrison, scissor me. Um, yeah. Because it, it was really funny technique for going through someone as well. Because he basically sat down. Yeah, it was... Um, and he sort was of a bit... wins the ball with his thighs. I was going to say with his bollocks, to be honest. <laughs> he seemed to slide either side of the ball. You know, to make sure he got both his... <laughs> make sure he crunched both his right and left leg with the tackle. I, um, I do love the reaction. I said to you, like, you can see whatever angle they show it from where there's also Leeds fans in the shot. It's just the Leeds fans there going, great tackle, yeah, get it! I must... This is one of them where I do know how that happens. In the stadium, there's a chance that I might have been the same. And I'm bet... I, I reckon I'm better than most Leeds fans at being objective when I'm in the ground. And But it's totally different when you're in the ground. Hmm. When you're there... You just see he flew in and he touched the ball. That's all you see. But it was greeted with almost universal applause from the away stand on it. You could see it. Um, but showed yeah, a bit of passion. I'm really like I'm quite glad that we didn't do this podcast sort of ten minutes after the game, like the square ball do or something like that, because I might have really slagged Luke Ailing off to a degree that it was unfair. Because he has got loads of credit in the bank. He's been a brilliant signing. He's been a brilliant player for Leeds. But, oh, my God, that is one of the single stupidest, thing, stupidest things I've ever seen a footballer do. Yeah. It, we, we will obviously get on to the, the logistics of it when we look at the Chelsea game. But mm. it, is, it is a challenge that has written him out for the season now. Yeah. Like the, the, and, there's, there's no way there's there's no redeeming feature about the tackle. There's there's it's not even close that you can think. Ah, well, you know, he's it wasn't that bad. And if you look at it from the, it's like no, he's 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 absolutely crunched him. Yeah, and he's it's not always oh, really mistimed it. Always oh, got him on the follow through. No, he made a decision. He, and and he's, he's gone deci- through him with his back to goal in the corner. Yeah, his decision Where was. I'm gonna, f- to I'm gonna fucking do him here. Hmm. And it's, I, I can't remember who it was on on Twitter said that made that bet of Luke Ayling's 500th appearance, captain for the day, a quid on a goal, quid on a red card. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they actually put it on because there was no screenshot, but I did save it to it. Um, it's, I mean, it was that bad, and I was that angry. And then it was only after the game that I realised he'd done it as captain. 
Yep. And then you add to that, he's done it the week after as other right-back option as Brocky's leg. Yep. Like, it is just unfathomably stupid. Like, what, like Melier's completely screwed up, cost us a goal, and it may well be so. And you could have argued that because of the way that started, that it cost us the game. But that's a mistake. Ailings is a decision. And that's why it annoyed me so much more. He's he's decided he's doing that about 10 yards before he's made that challenge because he, he appeals for the offside. He's, that's what I, I think it was. I think he's pissed off because he's sure it's offside. And you've seen him getting more than all defenders, not just Leeds ones, getting more and more pissed off with this linesman not putting the flag up. Hmm. You can, you've seen defenders getting angry about it over and over and over again. And I think that's what it was. I think he went, wait, you're not going to put your flag up, then I'm going to fucking do him. What's That'll been the show you, Liner. Well, what's been the one argument against it? And I don't think this is what he consciously thought. But the one argument against it is one day you're going to play on when it's offside and someone's going to get hurt. Hmm. Well, I don't think he consciously thought about it in those terms. But I think he was just pissed off. I like the idea that he's walked off the pitch just thinking, I've done this to better the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's not he... much else to talk about for a little while now. No, I was going to say. Arsenal attacked. Yeah. Uh, Gellart goes off. Strout comes on. We go to a back five. Strout coming on that early means he was fit, which means I do not understand why we played Diego Juente as a left centre back. Because Jesse Marsh thinks he's better than a strike. Like I know that you can play either side if you're a centre back, but Yorente looks Yorente looks so. I mean, I know that he can be a bit of a bomb scare anyway, but he looks so much less comfortable when he's on that left side. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, again, just looks oh, alright going forward from there though. Yeah. Just mistake, just things that I don't understand again. I hope that that isn't. I hope that he doesn't do that again. Um. So yeah, we get through to half time. Then we go on Twitter and see Chelsea. Chelsea under twenty threes from one nil down against Spurs have scored twice in the last eight minutes to relegate our under twenty threes. I've also since seen the winning goal. It's like watching Bielsa's Leeds. It's one one. It's one one. Spurs have got nothing to play for in the situation they're in. They throw nine players forward. And Chelsea kick him on the break, and then they make a mess of it, and the keeper makes a bollocks of it, and they get an easy tapping. It really is as if they were trying to relegate us. Um, in terms of the gameplay, this is one of the halftime brings probably the biggest positive from the entire game. Lewis Bate comes on for click, and I thought he did really well. Yeah. He's a he's he's so much more mobile than Click. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, not a knock of Click at this point, but he, he can just get about more. Yeah, and, and I just think he suits the position that. more. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Um, yeah, I thought his 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 passing looks good most of the time. It reached its intended target, mm. which Jesus, big thumbs up in this team. Yeah, wasn't afraid to carry the ball out either um yeah i thought i thought it looked fairly accomplished yeah um and then you know you back you know you've uh the leads have got no chance but it's always the hope that kills you 
Phillips corner, really good flick on from Furpo. Hang on, hang on. Jack Harrison gets the ball. He goes down a blind alley. He somehow wins a corner. Yeah, I, I must have, in this one, I can understand him going down a blind alley because he had no help. <laughs> like, oh, he, did it. he did it a few times, did Jack. Yeah, well, it's it's one of the things that comes to him. But, you know, he, he won the corner, fair enough. Decent ball in from Phillips, really good flick on from Furpo. A bit of sort of Leeds-esque defending from Arsenal because Diego Llorente has about eight yards of space at the back post. But volleys it in, good finish. And hilarity ensues. Yeah, because... First shot. Yeah, because I believe we were on like ze- we were on zero xG, weren't we? At that point, like we yeah, had not had a not, single we'd, shot. We'd not even had a cross that had been on target. I don't think at this point. Yeah, because I think I was jokingly while we we're watching the game, I claimed a couple of missed crosses that went straight into Ramsdale's hands. Yep, were shots on target, just so we could have some. Um, but yeah, we. It was a, I mean, it was a good goal. And once you got it, Arsenal are still Arsenal. And they did sort of ship themselves a little bit. Yeah. The, the, it, it's trying... It, the two ways you can look at it are, did Arsenal still feel that comfortable that they dropped down to second gear? Or did we really scare them? Because there still wasn't a whole lot of threat afterwards. No. I think at 2-0, they had dropped off into first gear. But once mm. it gets to 2-1, I think it is a bit of the Arsenalness that is still in that squad. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were still miles for better side. They had more chances. They probably should. Like, it was, in, it was actually late in the first half. We didn't mention it, but um, they had a free kick, didn't they, out right side at box that got hammered in and took a deflection. And Melia made a really good save and Juventus sort of hacked it off the line via the crossbar. Yep. Which, you know, that was probably the closest. Stylized clearance. But they had had plenty of chances. And you're just there the whole time. I even put it on our Twitter. Come on, just give us that one chance. And we did get one. Long ball knocked into box from a free kick. We've got Melier up and everything. Furpo again gets up and heads it. I think we found his one strength. <laughs> Furpo gets up, wins it well, and Rodrigo gets ahead on it. And it's not an easy one by any stretch because there's no pace on it. But no, it's one he's, where he's back to goal, isn't he? As yeah. well, yeah, it's one where he will think he should have done better with it, but it wasn't an easy one. No, he from there. What would you think he would have been about four or five yards out? Yeah, he's to try and sort of head it up and over Ramsdale, and he that's the only chance he's got. Yeah, it, it it was a it was a tough one as it it's as you watch him, he gets off the ground but doesn't seem to get any higher. Mm. Um, so I'm, I don't know if it's just the way he was running and he's cut almost strode into into that jump, but. Mm. Um. Yeah, that I mean, that was literally last ten seconds, I think, wasn't it? And yeah, like it showed that Arsenal fans for this one particular thing are a bit like Leeds fans because that as soon as we knocked that long ball forward, it sounds like every Arsenal fan just assumed it was going to be a goal. 
<laughs> like they were just nailed on. They're going to equalise. Uh, yeah. But we have to be honest. If we would have managed to nab a point at the end, don't get me wrong, we I'd, we I'd have been so happy. I'd have, we'd have been doing laps of your house. We were that happy. But we wouldn't have deserved it. Oh, no, it'd have been criminal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, just, obviously, we've just... talked about Louis... We've talked about bait a bit, but are there any other positives for you from that? Um, I do think the fact that after we went down to 10, that we kept it to two is a positive in and of itself. It's not to say Arsenal didn't have chances and there weren't a few scrambles, like you say, with um, Llorente's clearance off the crossbar and Melia making a few saves. There was a couple of blocks as well by... I think the, the Cockan Urente, but you know, I defensively I would say that is a positive because I think we looked at that at the way they'd scored those first two goals and and then within the first twenty minutes of the game you two 0 down and down to ten mm. that that could have spiraled to five or six and yeah. it's kind of my argument as to why I think it was probably the right decision to bring Strike on was because with three games left now, I think the last thing you need is what little confidence they have from the run they had before we played Man City being destroyed by you know by conceding five. Yeah. Um I've got I've got in mind the play, defending in the back five we looked all right again. And and specifically, I thought Dan James did really well once Rodrigo came on and Dan James went to right wing back. Yeah, I'm, I am. And I was, I was actually more than anything impressed with his defensive work because it isn't so much that he was making tackles and stuff. When they crossed the ball from the right side, he was in the correct position to defend. He got goal side and jumped up. He won the headers, but even if he wouldn't have done, he got into a position where a forward isn't going to be able to get a good header on it. Mm. And, like, basically our fullbacks, our actual defenders, haven't been very good at doing that all season. So it's quite impressive to see Dan James doing it that well. Yeah, I, th I did think we looked better. And, and, and to be honest, it gave us more of an outball was having Dan James able to pick it up from deeper. Mm. Because we weren't retaining any possession, even in the middle third of the pitch, it, it was better having him on the ball and just allowing him to drive forward from there. And I thought it was... I'm not saying we created a lot of chances from it or anything like that, but it got us further up the pitch than having him up front had worked. Or, and to be honest, it got us further up the pitch than either Rafinha, Ailing, Harrison, Firpo did for the most part. Yeah, although except for those weird bits where Firpo ended up at centre-forward. Yeah. Which did happen like four times. Because at that point, you thought, why not? I must admit. Now, don't get me wrong. Furpo was more than earned being scapegoated. Absolutely fine. I can't, so long as you're not tagging him, perfectly reasonable, to be honest. But I did find it amazing that from this game, I still was seeing people going, oh, my God, Junior Furpo, in a game where we'd just seen other players do what they had done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe not today. Overall, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> two two goals that had absolutely nothing to do with him and him occasionally getting beaten by Bukayo Saka, who is a genuine quality player. Yeah. It, you know what? Fine. 
Well, don't worry, because uh, next we're playing Chelsea. And luckily, they don't have talented forward players. Oh. Um, so, yeah. We take the little bit of positives we've got. I mean, Everton won, which everyone knew they were going to. Uh, if you're not watching live, by the way, 2-1 Liverpool, Sadio Mane just scored. Uh, yeah, we were, um, we were in a bit of trouble. But do you think... Do you think Chelsea's a chance with them having the FA Cup final on the Saturday? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at their recent form. And it is, again, it's it's all over the place. Hmm. Like they've, they've, they've had some odd results in there. Um, when you look at losing to Everton. Um, sorry, where am I now? Lost... Comfortably to Arsenal, absolutely demolished Southampton, lost 4-1 to Brentford. Yeah, that, that one was the weird one. Um, I mean, on paper, quality team. Yeah. Can't believe they drew with Wolves. Yeah, and it was like it was like 97th minute or something, wasn't it? Daft. Yeah. Connor Cody scored in. Um as they've got the FA Cup final on the Saturday, you'd expect them to rotate a bit. They will be a 3-4-3 or a 3-4-1-2, depending on whether they pick one or two strikers. But it's, it works in kind of a similar way. Uh, Does this mean they're going to rest, you know, Timo Werner and Lukaku starts? Yeah, probably. I mean, right. he, he might even play both of them because the main one that he'll want to rest is Havertz of the, of the forwards. Um. You know, it means that, yeah, he might rest. He'll probably rest Antonio Rudiger. Antonio Rudiger will be re resting the rest of the season, I imagine, for, for him now. He's, yeah. I, he's not, he doesn't seem like the sort, does he? But just because he's leaving, he's going to drop his effort levels, Rudiger. Yeah. Um, ah, here's hoping. So, yeah, like, you know, maybe it will be a slightly rotated side and they won't have all of their like strongest 11 in there but the team is still going to be one that is a lot stronger than ours like you know what if they pick their weakest defence and it's got well no if they play Malang Sar, we can actually get him I think but like Trevor Chalibur I rate quite highly uh, I'll be tired after the 23's game though won't he yeah um, so basically for us do you think it's because obviously they will have a back five and three attackers that are really attacking? Do you think we'll play a back five or do you think we'll be four two three one slash four triple two? I mean, going off the press conference today, I know he, he was judging by the, the responses. The question was, is Jamie Shackleton going to be the right back now? Mm. And he said it could be him, could be Rafinha, could be Dan James, could be one of the centre-backs. Please yeah. don't By let the it way, be... My God, don't let it be one of the centre-backs. I'd rather one of the centre... If it's a four, I'd rather one of the centre-backs than it's Rafinha. If we desperately need to I, try I... and get results and he puts our best attacker at right-back. Oh, yeah. Definitely not Rafinha. But... Mm. I... It depends. Like Obviously, it, it if... It does have a little we... faith I have in our defensive players to just play defensively. Yeah, if but, we're um, playing, if we're playing a wing backs, you definitely can't do it. But if it was a back four, 
Llorente are we, are right we say, back. Are we saying put Diego Llorente there, keep him out of the way a little bit? Llorente right back and then Cock and Straub get centre-back, I could live with, to be honest. Um, Liam Cooper touch and go. Yeah, I like. hopefully Liam Cooper, he said he should be fit to start, but they said that at the weekend could as well. Could be out for the rest of the season, who knows. So we'll find out. Like, if he's fit, he plays. Because we have been much better with him in the side than out. Um, I would, I must admit, I'd quite like to see us in the back three for this. I, I think so as well. And I would after after Sunday, I would go. I'd, I'd, I'd go Dan James there. Yeah, so would I. That's what, after, after what I saw in that game. And yeah, it is a little bit reactionary and stuff. But I really do think that that's probably his best option at the minute. Would be to play like I mean, a, a back three, probably one of Coco Yorente on the right, Cooper, Cooper and Strauk if possible. But probably it'll be Llorente, Cock and Strauk. You would think. I mean, I know what will happen now, but it almost got to the point where I was thinking earlier that I'd almost play like a five-three-two. And just have Rodrigo and Rafinha up front, Bate, Phillips, and Click in the middle, Harrison at left wing back, Dan James at right wing back, and just yeah, and have well, them do I, all the running. I don't think you're the only person who said that. I'm sure I saw some other people talking about a similar thing earlier, and like, I can definitely see the logic for it. Um, now you would think instead it'll be five two three instead of three two, wouldn't you? Now, yeah. it's obviously Phillips. Is it being an over-reactionary just fan to say, is it a genuine option to start Lewis Bate in this game? I honestly think so. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right now, by the way, I don't think for a second he will, but... I mean, what what's what options does Chelsea have for the central midfield? Uh, Kante, Kovacic, Sal Niguez, Jorginho. I, I am so far not a Ruben Loftus cheek, yeah. Ruben Loftus cheek, who I really think is pretty good. I mean, they played him at wing back the other week. Hmm. I'm, I'm honestly looking at those central midfield options and the they mobility. could play Mount there as well, yeah. The, the mobility of Mateus Click. I know, I know Bates got more mobility, but I think the I, one problem is against any of those midfielders, he might get bullied a bit. Mm. He's not very big. I'm saying this, but again, I, Click, Click had a good run of games. I, I can't take that away from him, but again, he's he, he struggled these last few. I do think it will be Click and Phillips, and I'm fine with that. I just, I mean, I've been wanting Bates to get more football since, since I watched him play about four under-23 games. Yeah. Like I've, I've thought that he, he, I think he's been unlucky this season not to play a lot more than he has. Um, but yeah, so then, I, I, honestly, I do, I do think it's it is the five two three, however you want the three five two, whichever no, three, whatever. Yeah, five two three is what you three four three, whatever. Yeah, there's, there's some lads who are going to play, and right now I don't think they're very good. And Chelsea have got some very good players. Um, I'll worry. Oh, even though I, it was in no way his fault, does Gellhart drop back out? 
I don't know actually. Because I can't. Back, I I think Rodrigo gets his place back. At this point, I think I think it's as near as makes no difference. Mm. It's, it's honestly how I feel because the amount of the ball they will see will be negligible. Yeah, I am. Um, I think Gelhap stays in if it's fall at the back, and I think if it's fall at the back, he might play both of them, like Rodrigo behind Gelhap. Mm. Uh, because he doesn't have to because then I think he won't have to fit he'll either just drop Dan James and bring him on in whatever position he needs to whether that's for Shackleton at right back or for a centre back at right back or you know to release Rafinha from right back <laughs> I, just think he's, I do think it's a little bit harsh and, and, and not to say that Dan James has been playing so well that you can't drop him or anything mm. but I do think he's he's one of our best outballs. Yeah, as I say, it's one of them that you you could play him up front. Like I would, all, there's I'll, plenty. I'll, of honestly, people... it's got to the point where I think you know, I'd play him at right back in a four. No, I I think that there's a chance of that. Like in terms of what's Johnny the, Douglas doing? In terms of evidence since Jesse Marsh arrived, who does he have more evidence to trust as a right back? Dan James or Jamie Shackleton. Oh, yeah. It's Dan James. Like, Jamie Shackleton, if he's on video, yeah, he's played there plenty by now. But none of that was under Marsh, and you don't know how much he's... You know, every manager has the players for trust, and he seems to trust James, so I can see it happening. He trusts him, so he might drop him. Yeah. But to watch the, how the game goes, to bring him on there... Mm. Um, but yeah, I I must admit I don't mind the idea of that, you know, three at the back, wing backs, a narrow midfield, and two actual strikers to try and give us an out ball, one of whom being Rafinha, just so we can have him as far up the pitch as we can. It, yeah, the, it's kind of the reason I almost want us to play a back four is just so that it's not Rafinha there at, mm. at right wing back, which shouldn't be the reason why I want. It as to play a particular way but like I say that it's as much as I don't think you can criticise Marsh for the results thus far because I think barring the Leicester game where I think we probably should have got something yeah, the results have, have typically gone the way you would have thought mm. um but the idea with three games left and now 18th in the table that you would take the best player in our team and play him as a wing-back is bizarre. Yeah. Like, I didn't like him doing it mid-game, but there were some extenuating circumstances and things like that. Mm. You know, you do, you, if you have to play him there because your captain's just got themselves sent off in a really stupid manner, that's not the same as picking him there at the start. Yeah. Like I can understand it, even and, if and I honestly, disagree with I, it. I think he made the right decision subbing him against Arsenal as well. Oh yeah, because we didn't even talk about it after the Ealing red card, but he tried his level best to get sent off as well. Yes, for what Jimmy Hill would have described as violence of the tongue, I believe. Yeah, I mean to be honest, you know, like what he actually did, the amount he had to go at the ref, it it would have been completely within his rights to send him off. 
But yeah, I think he was. I think he was a step away from going full Max Gradle. Yeah, because he um like after the booking, he did it for another minute and a half, didn't he? Mm. It would have been. It wouldn't have been unreasonable for him to send him off at all. And although that would have only been a one game ban, so it wouldn't have been season over, it would have still been monumentally stupid. Or um, he'd be well rested for the Brighton game. For the two for the two quote unquote winnable games. Jesus. Um, um so yeah, I I think t- tactically I would I would prefer the back five and go. Same. You're, ideally, Christ, I hope Liam Cooper is fit. Yeah, that would... Uh, I, it's Chelsea. I still think we'll get beat. But I would feel better if Liam Cooper's available. I mean, at least coming into this one, we did, we have competed with them. That, that's that been the one competitive game we've really had this season against one of the top teams. Yeah. Is... If it wasn't for two stupid penalties... Mm. We might have got something from that game. Yeah. Um, you know, Click had a great game against them when when he came off the bench. I know he, I know he also fucked up for the penalty. Yeah. I thought he actually played really well. Joffy got his first goal. Yeah. Rafinha. Even Tyler Roberts was pretty good in that game. Oh yeah, Tyler Roberts. Keep forgetting. Had you forgotten time. about him because he's been injured for so long? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. And to be honest, it's probably for the best for him in terms of, well, not for him, but for Twitter, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, it, do you know who it wasn't for the best for? Go on. Junior Furpa. Wow. <laughs> Gotta blame um, someone. Yeah. Well, we've gone through what for, um, Ev- we might as well mention it because uh, affecting us, Everton are away at Watford. Have you seen the Watford team news? Oh, they're all injured. Yeah, they're already down, and all of a sudden, all of these players who are probably off at the end of the season aren't available. Is Tom Cleverley still available? I believe he is, but like Ismail Assar and uh, Jao Pedro and Cucho Hernandez, and I'm a step away from uh, calling the uh, from calling the Charlton Six here. Yeah, that's hmm, hmm, yeah. that's so, a lot. Um, I mean, like I think Everton will be fine anyway. It looks very much like a straight fight between us and Burnley. But it would be nice if like Watford could just win that. And For keep no reason. It. Yeah. Uh so yeah, hopefully Watford can, but I don't think they will. I reckon Everton will win that pretty comfortably, to be honest, like two or three nil. Uh and I think Chelsea will <sighs> Leeds will give me hope so that it hurts more when it goes wrong. We will lose two one. And I think that the goal will be a the winning goal for Chelsea will be in the 85th minute or later. I think it's a one-all draw. Yeah, uh, take that. Absolutely, take oh, that. Because yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you get a point out of this, and yeah, it's not much, but and Burnley would have a game on us, but it gets you out of the relegation zone. Burnley's next game is Spurs as well, isn't it? Yeah, Burnley play Spurs at 12 o'clock on Sunday and then we play Brighton at 2. And then Burnley's midweek game, instead of being this week, is next week. They play Thursday and then the Sunday for the last day. I believe they've got Spurs away, Villa Villa away, Newcastle at home. 
Yeah, I, I mean, for Spurs as well, at this point, the Champions League is unlikely, but it does keep them in touching distance of Arsenal. Oh, yeah, like they have to go for it. Like they can't ease off. Yeah, I, I mean, the Europa League is sewn up for them now. I know because they've got a game in hand on West Ham, two on Scum, who they are already uh, four points clear of. Yeah. But yeah, you'd think at this point, well, bollocks to it, we, we might as well go, you know, go all out and try and catch Arsenal. Mm. No, I, 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 they, they shouldn't be on the beach. And also, Conte is not that sort of manager. They've still got to play Arsenal as well, I suppose. Yeah, isn't that is that this midweek? Uh, yeah, that's Thursday. Yeah, I, I thought it was. That, that should be a... I mean, that if Spurs win that, then they're in with a real shout. Mm. So that sort of in a roundabout way affects us. But by then, we'll have had the Leeds game. So that'll be the thing that affects us mood. Uh, but yeah, I, so you're going to draw. I'm going to one defeat. Yes. One, one, two, one. I'm glad I'm well, putting thought into these results. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? That we... I know that the memberships come out today, but I genuinely, because I finished work 10 minutes before the podcast, I haven't even read what happened. I haven't seen I believe that they. I believe that they have upped the prices because people were fuming. Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to, to look at those yet. A quick trip to Twitter will probably yeah. inform you. Um, yeah, that's enough negativity for today. Yeah, that's enough negativity for today. Anyway, we'll see you in the championship. <laughs> it hurts, no. but it's true. Yeah, but yeah, that'll do us for episode 155 at Mike White's podcast. I've been Jack. See you. Okay, see you. Have a good one. In a bit.